You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Who won the NFL draft for 2021? Chris has some ideas. Aaron Rodgers, what is the next step? What's the most likely scenario for the Green Bay Packers quarterback? Is he actually not going to play next year? Uh, and if that happens, then what goes on? I mean, it, it, there's a lot to discuss with this. LeBron James uh, decided that his circumstances now mean that the NBA play-in game is a bad idea or play-in tournament is a bad idea. The Kentucky Derby was fun to watch over the weekend. Amazon is taking over Thursday night football a year early. We dive into a lot. On Monday's live show. Hopefully you were with us. If you were not and you were listening right now, we certainly appreciate that as well. If you like the show, tell somebody. You know, that certainly would help out. Leave a nice five-star review. Of course, go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. I'll tell you, we're going to go ahead and hit an ad, and then we're going to go ahead and jump into the show. Are you kidding me? You are looking loud. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Monday, May 3rd edition of the Winning Cures Everything podcast. I am your host, Gary Seegers. And I'm Chris. I kind of did that a little differently today. I apologize. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it threw me off. I kind of jumped in quicker than I anticipated. Either way, we have a lot to discuss today like we do every Monday. This is the Monday Live Show. If you would like to be a part of the conversation, you can do so. Whatever platform you are on, whether that be Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, or YouTube, you can jump into the chat from any of those different platforms, and it will populate right there in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. Go ahead and jump in there with whatever you would like to discuss today. Uh, go ahead and tell you. We're going to talk a lot of NFL, a whole lot of NFL. we got to hit on LeBron. we got to talk about the Kentucky Derby, other things as well. But uh, before we do that, winningcureseverything.com is the website. You can find anything that you need to know about us over there. Make sure and give it a visit. We would certainly appreciate that. That will be the easiest way to share out the show if you want to tell anybody about it. Just tell them go to winningcureseverything.com. They can see everything we're about, every appearance that we make, every show that we do, etc. will be posted right there. 
And you can always find our college football content over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. We do a full, you know, 45-minute to hour and a half, whatever week it is, whatever's going on in the world of college football. However long the show is, it's a long one, and it's every week. And you can find it by searching YouTube, SBR Picks. Very easy to find. Go ahead and check that out. It'll be up on Wednesday for this week. Uh, Chris, let's go ahead and start us off. You uh, you feel good about the NFL draft of the weekend? Yeah, man. Cleveland looked good. I've, I've got an article that I haven't posted yet, but I'm going to start posting as soon as we get done with this because uh, <laughs> I've been running uh, like crazy all no, we morning. Both, we both been kind of crazy, so you know, yes. you're good. It's been uh, – we, we had storms come through, knocked my power out last night. The three-year-old slept with us. I am still sore. I am still hurting. Uh, he does not do this regularly, and, man – Whenever he does, he is not uh, he is not an easy sleeper. So I, I deal with feet in the side and feet in the neck and just, you know, he's a he wallers. I guess that's the easiest way to say it. But uh, So I am hurting, and, and then, of course, we started a, a new schedule at work this week, and I've got 14,000 projects going on. It's just a mess. So, But we do have time to discuss the sporting landscape, and we will start off with this. The first topic today, we're going to talk about the Thursday night football package moving from Fox to Amazon. We're we're not going to spend a long time on this because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter a whole lot. But the NFL said that they were going to move it a year early. It was supposed to be in 2023. Now, this 2021 season that is coming up this fall is going to be the last one where Thursday night football will be available on Fox. That is, you know... Over-the-air television, you can get it is with your rabbit Is it still going to be on NFL Network, or is it completely off of TV? From what I understand and from what I have read, it is going to be specifically on Amazon. They paid okay. a fortune to get it exclusively on Amazon, um, and that's the way it's going to be. And I know that old men like you are going to be irritated about this. <laughs> so, so this doesn't bother me that bad because it's one game on primetime, and when I'm on the NFL – I'm not flipping channels. I'm not going back and forth from games except for on Sundays. Okay. But the the one, if Monday night football did it, if Sunday night football did it, which Sunday night football never do it, NBC pays a fortune. And, and, And if Thursday night football does it, it doesn't affect me that badly. There's rarely another college game on that I actually am going to care about on Thursdays to where I'm wanting to go back and forth. The thing I don't like is, is it's not easy to go when streaming back and forth from one channel to the other, Correct. from one game to the other, from one show to the other, and damn sure not from one platform to the other. Yes. No, I agree. By the way, let me go ahead and, uh, and preface all of that that I just said. Uh, the games will be available to a national audience only on Amazon Prime Video when the new agreement kicks in in 2022. The NFL, however, has pledged to broadcast them over the air in the broadcast markets of the participating teams. Yeah. So the local teams, I think you're going to get it. Now I'm wondering what's that going to be on? Is it going to be on the CBS or Fox affiliate? I would imagine so. I, I would imagine it's got to be Fox, right? Like, it, well, I don't know that it's just Fox. I mean, uh, CBS owns half of those games too. Do they own half the Thursday package though? Well, no, they don't own half the Thursday package, but if if Fox isn't paying for a special Thursday package and you get the Browns games on CBS and never on Fox, then then the Browns game would be on CBS, right? The Patriots game would be on They've always and up until this past year, they've always done the AFC was on CBS, the NFC was on and then the last year or two they've kind of muddied those waters a little, so. I wonder you you remember 
it, it feels like a long time ago when they actually did preseason games. Uh, the preseason games were on, you know, whatever channel they could they could fit them in. Well, I yeah, wonder if it's going to be like that. Just whenever they get it on, yeah. I wonder. I wonder if it'll be something along those lines because it, it was ABC. It was you know preseason games were uh, open to everybody, whoever I guess wanted to bid on them or whatever. But um, but yeah, that is that's well, what most preseason games. Many preseason games were on ESPN. Yeah. The issue that I have with the Amazon stuff, I I could, I always had trouble finding it on the Amazon Prime stuff. Now they've updated the Prime uh, uh, app or whatever on Roku and Fire Stick and Apple TV and whatnot. They've updated it a little bit, so it should be easier to find. But man, I would go over there for Thursday night games just to see the difference. And half the time I could not find it. Like it, they weren't promoting it, so it was it was really strange. I would imagine this go round, it's going to be the first thing that pops up. You won't even have to worry with it, but. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be interesting. Going to be interesting. It's a change in the norm for sure. Uh, Taylor jumps in already on YouTube. He said, hello, boys. Hello, Taylor. Good to see you here on this beautiful Monday afternoon. Yeah, it, the storms rolled through, and man, it, it got pretty outside. Like, it is sunny. It's hot. It's ridiculous. We're getting into summer weather already. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about this draft. And obviously, we are going to go through. Uh, the plan is with our buddy Kyle from the SBR show, uh, the SBR NFL and Major League Baseball show, on his channel and our channel, we are going to dive through all 32 teams and not necessarily give rankings, but discuss whether or not we like what they did and then who won the uh, the draft in each division. Before we do that, though, I, I gave out my winners and losers last night, and I want to get Chris's idea of who he thought uh, had the best drafts, who had the worst drafts. I do want to add to mine. I want to add the Chiefs as a winner. For the draft, I think they uh, they shored up some needs, and I'm going to add the Steelers as losers. The more I dive into what they did, the more I don't think they really fixed any of their problems. So Steelers, I think losers in this situation. Chiefs, I think winners in this situation. Uh, Chris, give me give me your winners and losers. I've got I've got five quick winners, five quick losers. I'm sure there's going to be more, but just off the top of my head, teams that I think did. Let's say the losers first. I think the Rams did really bad. Yep. I, I don't like what the Rams did. I don't like what Seattle did. I don't like what New Orleans did. So you and I listen to the Yahoo guys. These are guys that cover college football for a living, okay? They know more about college football than kind of almost anybody, yes. all right? There's a, there are very few people out there covering the sport that know the the depth of college football. They did not know who the Saints took in the in the first round. Peyton Turner. They they yeah. never they never heard of him. That they got from Houston. Yeah. They never heard of him. They don't know like he wasn't an impact player at Houston. Like I believe this was strictly a this guy looks good in the uniform pick. Now cuz he does. Like when you look at him, he looks like a freak. He looks like a hell of an athlete. He looks yeah. like a monster. 666 270. I mean, yeah, just ridiculous. He's got, he's got all you know and he's chiseled like a rock and all this stuff. like he looks great. But the fact that he's never been anything special in college is just a little bit alarming to me. Um, this is an organization I think drafts well. Also, the Raiders and the Packers. I think the Packers didn't do good, um, and and I definitely think the Raiders didn't do good. Once again, the Raiders are taking guys, you know. Not that all the players the Raiders take are bad. The, the reader, they reach and and then it, it's not even I don't even know that it's a reach so much as they don't understand what things cost. Yes. I mean, it's like you ask John Gruden, like, what's a gallon of milk? And he's like, I don't know, like 12 bucks. Like, like he just <laughs> he has no concept of what things should cost. 
So so yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I don't think that the Raiders were losers. Uh, you had everybody that I had except that I had the Colts in there. I I wasn't a fan of what the well, Colts the, did. No, the Colts are on my the Colts are on my hit list. But here's the thing: I'm a little biased though. Some of these organizations are historical great drafters, and so I don't. I don't think they did a good job, but it wouldn't surprise me if in three years all those guys are really good and their team is better because they've just kind of been really good for years. No, that's a, you're 100% right. The the Raiders situation, I think if you had switched their 17th pick and their 43rd pick, if they took Trevon Morig from TCU at 17 and they took Alex Leatherwood at 43, I think that everybody would have looked at this draft and been like, okay, this, this kind of makes sense, right? You got cornerback Nate Hobbs at Illinois. You got uh, Jimmy Morrissey from Pittsburgh at, at uh, seventh round pick. Divine Diablo from Virginia Tech in the fourth round or third round. Uh, you got Malcolm Kuntz out of Buffalo, edge rusher. Like, I think all of these are fine. Like, I think the issue was that know. they reached really high for Alex Leatherwood because they, they had a glaring need on that offensive line. And they but the reason they have a glaring need is because they've traded for an offensive line or signed a big-time free agent offensive lineman that was there for two years and now gone. They've drafted offensive linemen, and they've all been bust. Like, this is one of those – they historically get the opposite end of how I feel about the Colts. Yeah. That they, they have just missed – they've had more draft picks in the last three years than any NFL team at all, okay, especially top 100 picks. And – and they have missed on so many of them. So many of them have been just flat out bad, wrong, not good at all. And it's just one of those things where you don't get the benefit of the doubt. You reach for a guy, I'm just going to assume that guy's going to be a bust because you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. then they're critical. I find it I find it funny that that's the one organization that's like super critical of uh, you know uh, of graph grades, giving them a poor grade. And they're like, we don't really care what draft evaluators think. Like, really? Because you hired one of them. Because Mike Mayock has <laughs> never worked in the NFL before. He he worked on ESPN. He he worked on TV doing draft grades, and you hired him. So apparently you do care about what these people think because you hired one of them. Yes. And I actually think Mike Mayock's a pretty good. My problem is, is I think John Gruden – a has way too much influence on that organization and is just not good at this. Yeah, I it, it's strange to me that they focus so much on these teams that make the college football playoff. I, I don't know that that's a, a good way to actually Well, it's to not win. because there's tons of talent of, of from smaller schools that are just never going to make the playoff. Yeah, yeah, because you're looking at individual players along with personality traits and everything else, right? Uh, McKinnon jumps in. He said, Happy Monday, y'all. Good to see McKinnon in on Facebook. Andrew Shirey jumps in. I get why they've got Leatherwood, though. If they think he can be a solid right tackle for 10 years, go ahead. And I do get that. The issue is that there was Darisaw out there. There was, And it, maybe they've got Leatherwood uh, you know, ahead of Darisaw. But, but where you took him at 17, his over-under as far as the uh, odds market goes, his pick was supposed to be 46 and a half. Like, he was a second-round guy. And you drafted him at 17. That doesn't make a lot of sense. So there's no value there. However, Trevon Morig was expected to be a top 25 guy and fell all the way to him at 43. Now they got value there. So it's like this never ending. It's it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, Taylor jumps in. He said, I give the Bengals an A minus for the draft. Uh, they were not one of my winners. Um, 
Uh, they're one of mine. They're one of mine. So my winners, yeah. I got, I've got the, I've got the Cowboys. I've got the the Chargers. I've got the Bengals. I, I like what the football team did. I, that that team looks exactly like what I think Ron Rivera wants their football team to look. <laughs> That's what I said on my show last night. And and, and yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't listened to your show yet. But like, yeah, no, that that looks exactly like what I think Ron Rivera's. And he's really good at this, by the way. He's built really good teams in the past. Did you see and who they I, signed in the as an undrafted free agent? I haven't looked at any undrafted free agent stuff at all, hardly. The running back out of Buffalo that set all the NCAA records, Jarrett Patterson. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Perfect fit. Yeah, why Why spend a first-round draft pick on him? Because there's a really good chance that that guy is just as good as every draft pick that, that was out there. 100%. And there's a ch- also a chance that he might get cut and might not make the team. That's fine, too. But it, it's just a matter of a system. I think the, the team that won this draft more than anyone else, it, it, and it, you can call me a homer, you can say what you want, it's the Cleveland Browns. But yep. they did not make a pick that wasn't an A-grade pick. They just didn't. They they just didn't. They got almost the best player at every position when they were taking them. Um, that, that was available to them. They, they didn't miss. They didn't reach. They didn't panic. And they and, got value on basically every pick. Well, like here's, the, here's the beauty of being able to do that. They were able to do that because they didn't have any major needs going into the draft. Exactly. And and that that gives you the ability to do that. Some teams that I think, like, I'm criticizing the Raiders for their draft, but the Raiders went in this draft with massive holes in several spots, okay? Yeah. You have bad holes because you've made mistakes in drafting, and so you're trying to plug holes instead of just getting talent, all right? It's weird New Orleans, I don't really see that. I think they did a bad job. Seattle, the Rams, God, I have no idea what they these are normal organizations that I think are really good. I I I don't think they're good. Now, who the hell am I to tell? I don't know anything about this stuff. We just talk on the internet about it. That's it. I understand that that I've got a lot of biases coming from a lot of outside media of people that have never worked in the NFL before. But I also understand like how things are priced in a market. Like we can, I might not know everything there is to know about how the game is played, but I understand what things should cost. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, it's and, all of its market value, right? It's, yeah. And, and the Browns have been Kings at that over the past few years. Uh, they have a system in place now and, and they, they are hitting it at a hundred percent, man. It's just awesome. Uh, Taylor wants to know, do I think the Bengals lost the draft or just middle of the pack? Uh, it's not, Okay, so if we're doing winners and losers and it's cut like right down the middle, then obviously they would be a winner. Uh, they're not like one of my top five or six winners. I think that they were pretty good. Um, you know, Jamar Chase, I would have I would have done that too at number five. I think that's the smart play over uh, an offensive lineman because I think that you need more than just one offensive lineman. And I think that Chase is a guy that can help alleviate some of those sack issues because I think Burrow's going to get the ball to him a lot quicker, right? I think he opens up a lot. Yep. In, in those coverage sacks, right? When you actually pay attention to the numbers, it kind of changes your idea of what you're looking for. Uh, but then in the second round, they go and get Jackson Carmen, who, okay, like he's an offensive tackle from Clemson. He's 6'5", he's like 335 pounds. He's a pretty big dude. And he was okay at Clemson, but he was also, you know, there were times that, that Clemson ran into problems and that offensive line was, was part of it. Now, I don't know if it was necessarily him uh, because I have not done a deep dive on him. I didn't expect him to go second round. But after that, you know, you get two edge rushers in Joseph Asai and Cameron Sample from Tulane in uh, Texas. Tyler Shelvin, um, you know, defensive interior guy from LSU. You get, um, uh, goodness gracious, you get uh, Deontay Smith from East Carolina, Evan McPherson from Florida. You draft a kicker in the fifth round. 
you know, you get a, a center, Trey Hill, out of Georgia, who was uh, okay, you know, I guess. Uh, they had a lot of picks, and, and some of them were okay, and, and some of them were not a lot of value. But that's just, just, this is all bites at the apple. Once, yeah. once you're past the second round, everything's value. Like, there, yeah. there, there is no price on anybody anymore. Yeah, as far like, as offensive line goes, though, I, I don't know that Jackson Carmen is, is an answer. But it, he's yeah, but certainly they drafted a bite like three O linemen, and and me and you've talked about this multiple times. Their O line was terrible because they were hurt. Like they're yeah. getting, now not the guys. They're not getting pro bowlers back, but the guys coming back that will actually start for this team are yeah, a lot gonna better be fine. than the yeah. guys that that took their place. Obviously, there's a reason they were the starters. And so, so you you draft three guys that are O linemen, and you find a place for them. And maybe they're just depth, and maybe that's all they ever are. Maybe they're they maybe they work out to be really good. But if one of the three turns out to be a pretty good offensive lineman, then then it was that was all good. Yeah, everything was great. No, I, I agree. Like, I'm not looking for all these players to be studs. I'm not looking for. I'm just, I'm looking at what these teams. Eat. The one of the reasons I have the Cowboys as a winner is because the Cowboys were god-awful on defense. And they went in this draft, and they didn't just draft defensive guys, man. They drafted really good, top-tier, talent defensive guys, and they got these guys at multiple levels of the draft. I uh, Did you see that they did not pick up that fifth-year option on uh, Leighton Vander Esch? Uh, it doesn't surprise yeah. me. I mean, he, well, he's missed 16 games the last two it's, years. Yeah, due to he's, he's really good when he plays. He's really good. Yeah, I mean, he was he, a pro bowler. He just can't rookie. stay. He just, they've had the problem with Lee, and, and now they're having that. It was Van Der Ash. It's like everybody they stick in the middle of that defense just can't stay healthy. Let's hope Parsons can. Yeah, Parsons, uh, they got Jabril Cox from LSU. Uh, they got him in the fourth round. Um, Nashawn Wright. The kid from Oregon State, like I'll admit, I, I had to research him a little bit. They took him in the third round. I had no idea who he was. Uh, and it turns out, like, PFF and some of these other guys didn't even have him in their top 200, and they took him at pick number 99. So, at that, I didn't understand, but maybe they know more than me. But, they yeah, they had a lot of bites at the apple, and, and they took some dudes that uh, that they're going to take a chance on. I'm, I'm okay with this. Chauncey Golston out of Iowa. to do. Like, yeah, they, they took their defense. I mean, let's see. Their first five picks, no, six picks in this draft were all defensive guys. Like, Dallas yeah. went at it hard, man. They realized, when, hey. When your offense like, <laughs> is scoring 45 points a game and you're losing, you got to take bites and you got to take yeah. chances and you got to take gambles. And here's the thing is they don't need that defense to be the 85 Bears. If your offense is scoring 40 points a game in the in the high mid-30s to, to, to low 40s, you don't need to stop everybody on every third down, man. You just need to turn a couple of touchdowns into field goals. I uh, I got to tell you, man, I was very impressed that it, it feels like the world was burning a little bit with Gettleman trading back and Jerry Jones trading back in the first round. Like, those two guys don't, don't typically do that, and it just threw everything up in the air. Well, as Gettleman, far as first round I mean, went. when you look at what he got, to trade back, yeah. it was a monster haul. I mean, just a monster haul. Oh, yeah. But but if you are a guy like Gettleman who, honestly, if they don't win this year, he could be out of a job. Typically, those guys do what Ryan Pace did, and, hey, we'll package up whatever we got to. We're going to sell the farm to and, go and, and get somebody. And that's why they paid the price that they paid to move up. If you look at I thought this was really funny live in the draft, but I was a little mm-hmm, sauced, and so I didn't want to bring it up because I, I didn't know if I was really missing this. I think the Giants – to trade their pick got substantially more than the Cowboys got to trade theirs. Oh, yeah, but the Cowboys only moved back to uh, 12 from 10. 
I, and I, the Giants I, okay. moved, I, I understand you know. that they only moved an eight play. Do you think if the Bears would have called the Cowboys, they would have taken that deal and moved all the way back? Because I think they would have. Yeah. No, I, I think I think you're probably right. Like that's like that's the thing is is Gettleman got a haul, but Gettleman got a haul because he was offered a haul. Why was he offered that haul? Because Ryan Pace is desperate. Yes. And here's the thing. This is this is you know how I feel about this stuff. If Fields hits, does not absolve all of the bad that he has done in trying to build that team. It yeah. does not forgive at all. That means Fields is a stud, and the rest of the NFL misevaluated him and let him fall too far. Yes. Okay? That you didn't do something good. The reason you're in this spot is because you have wasted five valuable draft picks on trying to find a quarterback. Okay? Yes, very much so. Very much so. And I, I will tell you this. Um, I did have the Bears as one of my winners. Yeah, like, they're, they're a winner. They're a winner. I mean, if, I mean, if you look, the, like, I just made a quick list of five. Okay. For, forget the, um, forget the Justin Fields thing. Like, obviously that's a, yeah. that's a big caveat, right? Uh, but they got Tevin Jenkins in the second round at number 39. They got, uh, offensive tackle Larry Borum from Missouri in the fifth round. And then the sixth round, man, uh, you talk some bites of the apple. Khalil Herbert running back out of Virginia Tech, who was an absolute lightning bolt last year. Uh, Daz Newsom, wide receiver out of North Carolina, who was really, really good in that offense. Cornerback Thomas Graham out of Oregon, like he's a stud, he's a playmaker. Like they got some dudes late in this draft. I thought the Bears did really, really well. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Like I said, you know, we're I I don't like doing this now. I'm gonna do it with you, and I'm gonna do it with Kyle, and we're gonna do a deep dive, and I have my opinion. But but in three years from now, I want to look at this draft, and we'll see where we are. Because the the rule of thumb is, is one of these quarterbacks is going to be a star. One or two of them are going to be okay. And the other two are going to be completely busting out of the, out of the league by now. Like, that's what's going to happen. Okay? Oh, yeah. and, and we all have our opinion on who's going to fall where. But at the end of the day, the, the time will tell us. Five, five years from now, two of these guys won't play football anymore. Yeah, no, you're uh, you're right about that. It I do find it a little uh, a little funny. Uh, PFF gave the New England Patriots an A plus, and neither of us listed them. Um, I looking at what they got, like rounds one through four. I don't four, think they did bad. I don't think they yeah. were a loser. I just I literally just wrote off five names real quickly that I know I think I liked, and I think I like those teams better than I like the other ones. Yeah. So. Oh, I I tend to agree. Let's uh let's jump topics. We got a, a few more that we're going to discuss. We don't have to. We don't have to go for a full hour today. Um, That's all right. Hey, uh, Andrew. Let's see. Hold on. I, I did not realize that uh, that we had a bunch of a bunch of guys in the chat here. Taylor. Uh, oh, that makes sense. One Alito lineman isn't fixing the Bengals issue, so I'm happy with Chase. Uh, the Bayou Bengals are in Cincy now for sure. <laughs> uh, Andrew Shirey, that corner they took in third is six four and ran a four four. Dan Quinn's perfect corner. Yeah. No. 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 They, absolutely. But he was still mm. he was still graded. Uh, I want to hold up on the Dan Quinn's perfect corner. Uh, has Dan Quinn had a great cornerback in a long time? Not because every cornerback he drafted in Atlanta was a bust. No, not not since he was in Seattle. So I would I would I would like to let's pump the brakes on Dan Quinn has a type and that type is good. I I tend to agree with you. Uh, Andrew also said the NFL is going to regret letting Shanahan get Trey Lance, uh, two guards and two running backs. That running game is going to be better than ever. Yeah, the Forty Nine ers yeah. got Trey Sermon. And, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. In, yeah. in two years, when when monsters, I think they're gonna they're gonna ride monsters deal, uh, because why wouldn't you ride the horse that you already have locked up for a long time that already has a lot of tread on those tires, uh, and then he wants out because he was complaining about uh, his deal already. 
and wants out, he's going to be gone. Trey Sermon, when he gets in that Kyle Shanahan zone blocking scheme run, he's going to be one of the best running backs in all of football. Yes, 100%. And it's not going to be close, by the way. I, I mean, I think he's going to be a top three, top five. He has he has Adrian Peterson potential to, to just – because the system that he's going to be in and all he has to do is not get greedy. Don't see dollar signs and understand that you are a stud, but Kyle Shanahan is a brain and he, he is, he has designed offensive run games better than anybody in football for the last decade. Hey, don't, don't forget about Elijah Mitchell though. Elijah is the running back from Louisiana and he was an absolute workhorse last year for the Raging Cajun. So it would not shock me to see him be the guy over Sermon um, I, I do expect Sermon to be the guy. Don't get me wrong, but would it shock me? Over Sermon? Yeah. Over Sermon? Yeah, I think so. I think he is that much of a stud. And man. maybe Kyle does always like to have two running backs. So, yep. I mean, maybe it'd be a thing where neither one of them are good enough to be any type of, like, special fantasy back because they're going to share workload. But they're both going to get so many touches, it's not going to matter. Oh, yeah. And then now you've got a running quarterback to pair them with. Oh, it's and that be awesome. always opens up the run game. Like, it makes it harder to guard. Like, I like having running backs that – that are that are tied to running quarterbacks yes. because it's just so much harder to, you know, to to take them out of the game. Uh, Mostert's last year of his contract is this season, by the way. It's this season. Um, yeah, no, this is yeah. it. So he, this he's season, making uh, it's Mostert and Jimmy G, and then next year you got the young blood coming in, yep. and uh, and I think that's gonna gonna be a lot of fun for the NFL. Mostert getting three point six million this year, so I would imagine they'll probably ride him into the ground, and uh, and the other guys will get some touches here and there, but. Yeah, they'll get some touches, but I would ride Monster into the ground. Yeah, I know that sounds like an asshole thing to do, but it's a business. No, it's absolutely business. I know he's not going to be back next year, but he's really good at what he does. So let's get all the use we can out of him. He's uh he is twenty nine years old this year. Monster yeah. is. So. I was just about to say yeah. that dude, and he's and they've ridden him a lot. He's had a lot of touches over the last two years. You are correct about that. All right, uh, swapping topics. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Obviously, this was a big-time topic during the first round of the NFL draft. I got to get your opinion. I talked about it a little bit on last night's show. Aaron Rodgers. Now, there is all the talk about how he could retire. Uh, There was the rumors that, oh, the Broncos already have a deal done for him. Now there's talk that he's interested in the Raiders and going and and teaming up with John Gruden. Uh, Give me your thought on what is the the most likely scenario here. Uh, He's made over $240 million in the NFL. Like that now, doesn't include endorsements. I might be wrong. Like I literally thought I saw somewhere the Raiders said they don't have the cap room to sign him. Like, and I guess they would have to create that cap room. Um, and they certainly could. 
But do they have the assets? Do they have the picks to give away? That's the thing. If you're the Broncos, do you have more to give away? Either one. If he goes to either one of those places, that's going to be huge and it's going to be great. It would be amazing for Las Vegas to be able to open that stadium with uh, Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback. Listen, he says he's not going to play until the GM is fired. I don't think they're going to fire the GM because I actually think the GM's pretty good. We criticize them for not going and getting him first-round offensive talent all the time, but that team is one of the most talented football teams in the NFL. Yeah, like we we overvalue first round wide receivers all the time, and all the best wide receivers from the last three to four drafts are all coming from the second round. All yeah. right, so so this not getting Aaron Rodgers offensive weapons in the first round has just got to stop. Look at the overall roster. Is it one of the best in football? Yes. Then the GM's done his job. All right. Now, obviously, the GM did something to piss Rodgers off, but here's the thing: when Rodgers. This is a guy who does not talk to his mama. Yeah. Do you think he's going to go back on not playing for this team? Like, whatever it is that you do to wrong him, this is a man that is that is hard-headed to a point where he has burned bridges with his family. Yeah, he okay? won't even speak to his family. So I, I, I think he's got enough gumption to just walk away. He's also made enough money to walk away. He is, you know, I think it's ironic. The three best quarterbacks in the history of uh, Green Bay have all only played 16, which only 16 years. Back when Brett Favre did it and Bart Starr did it, 16 years was a hellaciously long time to play football. But Aaron Rodgers just finished his 16th year. And now and he's, he's like, saying, he, and now, he and now he's not gonna, and now he's not gonna play for him anymore. It, it um, does get a little, a little weird. Uh, if you look at what their, you know, their weapons are. Um, they have got Devontae Adams, obviously, Hoss, uh, Equinemia St. Brown, Alan Lazard, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and then they just drafted uh, Amari Rodgers. Now, it, aside from that, they got Malik Taylor, Jawan Winfrey, KB Onento, uh, Reggie Bezelton. Uh, they, they got other dudes. Devin Funches, like, they signed him. But, like... Well, I mean, they've got eh. tight ends, and they've got really good running backs. So, yeah. I mean, and, and they've got a really good off, like... They're a really good football team. They're one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Yeah. Big Bob Tunyon. Yeah. All in on him. Um, yeah. You know, they, they've got a talented roster. I just, I, I wonder, like, I wonder if this has anything to do with uh, last year's draft where they, they go up and they get Jordan Love. I wonder, you know, I, I have no idea what to expect from this. Like, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that he just retires. Like, how, how long does he have to sit out? Does he have to Two sit years. out the length of his contract? Yeah, he had to sit out two years. If he sits out one season, do you think that the uh, the Packers like decide you know what, we're going to trade him, or or are they as petty as he is? Uh, I think I think if we're on week eight, he you trade him, or week four you trade him, like because once you see he's doing this, you know he's not going to like undo it. You know he's not going to stop doing it. Yeah. Once you see that he's fully committed to this, then you get an offer in place and you take a king's ransom. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. And then at that point, everybody figures out where the roster is, see who needs what, and then go from there. Um, I don't think he's got a no-trade clause or anything, does he? No, he so, does not. So he could go basically anywhere. Uh, Andrew uh, said Rodgers has to know his time is limited with love. They aren't going to make him wait three years to play. Egos are too big. Uh, and Taylor said, I see him retiring and throwing questions to Jeopardy contestants. Uh, I could see him doing Jeopardy, but he's already come out and said, like, 
they record 45 days out of the year. I don't have to quit football. Like, it was neat seeing him do Jeopardy. I don't know that he's the best Jeopardy host. I don't know that he's getting the job full-time. I don't know that he is either. I do know that I I enjoyed him. I watched some of the other guys. I thought he was really good. That's because you're a sports fan. Yeah, yeah. How many of the Jeopardy people are sports fans? Probably not many. Okay, so so his star there doesn't shine as brightly because if you pick up a few extra fans but you lose a lot of your hardcore fans then 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 you you you've taken a major net loss yeah i i don't i don't know i don't know i mean obviously they're going to make that decision we'll see what happens with it but uh yeah i it would not surprise me to see him uh get that job because i thought that he if you did not know that he was a quarterback you just look at it and listen to him. I think he did perfectly fine. Like I, no, I, think, I think he did fine. Yeah. I, I, think I think he that's did what he really well, actually, considering like I'm giving him a negative effect of being a football player. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, but they're not normally brainy. And, and I mean, I know he went to Cal. He went to a smart kid school. This guy, you know, whatever. But the other options are a lot smarter than him. They just are. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if they're better than him or not. I'm not a huge Jeopardy guy, obviously. I'm a moron. I'm not watching it. But, (laughs) but I, like, I saw when he did, and, you know, okay. But I wouldn't, like, regularly turn in because of him either. I would, if he ends up with the Raiders or the Broncos, I think that's a a positive for, for the NFL. Now, because you are going to get monster ratings two times a year whenever he and Patrick Mahomes go up against each other. Yes. Um, I think that's definitely a good thing. And I don't think that you lose a lot because the Packers are still going to be a big-time draw. Obviously, historical franchise. And whatever goes on in that NFC North, people are still going to be interested. So I I don't know how many people are tuning in to watch the Raiders and the Broncos without a big-name guy, right? Like, obviously, there are diehards of both of those teams, but I feel like the Packers would outdraw those uh, fairly regularly. So I don't know. I'm I'm a little curious about it. I, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm, I'm still interested in. I I like the scenario that I wonder. We talked about this on. I don't even know if we talked about it on our live show when we were doing the live draft. Or I was in our group text. But if you were the Packers and he comes out on draft day and says, "Yeah, I'm not I'm not coming back." If if you call the New York Football Giants, could you get three first round picks for him? I think you could. I think, yeah, okay. I think so. And one of those being the number two overall pick, which you got to assume is going to be the worst pick they're going to have in the three picks, I guess, are the best pick you're going to get in the three picks, depending on how you look at it. And then you don't need a quarterback. You like your quarterback in love, right? You drafted him and you've developed him. I think you could sell that number two overall pick for two more first round picks. How, how about I, this? I think what they if, could have netted five first round picks for Aaron Rodgers if they would have called the Jets. What what if and just hear me out here, what if they can still do that? What if for forget the the whole thing about this year's draft, because obviously it happened very quickly. Why couldn't they do that going forward? Like if you're a look ahead franchise, the way that the Packers kind of have been forever. Why not just do that you, over the coming months? Gonna, so you gotta, you gotta. Well, first we have to wait until this college football season goes through. Then you gotta hope that you can make the deal with a number one or number two overall team. Okay, that's okay. got that draft pick, and then and now Aaron's another year older and possibly didn't play at all. So you got that to deal with. What's his value doing? 
So you're not going to get that. Yeah, hey, if Aaron holds out, you're not getting three first. You're just not. Yeah, but, but that's, that's, but that's, that's what I'm saying. Why not, why not wait until after June 1st so that it doesn't affect your cap, and then you do it ahead for, for next year? Because but you that, don't know who's going to be good next year, so you could get, you might matter. still get three first. Hang on. You might still get three first, but the chances of you parlaying one of those three first into two more first is zero, Gary. Okay, that, that is a valid point. All right, yeah, that's where you You, you had to from. do it this year when everybody was dying for quarterbacks, and you had five of them coming out, and that number two pick would have decently – hell, the number nine pick went, or our number ten pick or whatever – went for for two first round picks yeah yeah so so why the hell wouldn't wouldn't the number two pick get you two for two more first yeah okay i, I do see where you're coming from on that i do see but, where you're coming but from. i don't i don't think you do that in the future because every day that goes by outside of once june hits now i do think there's some truth to the fact that the broncos and them have a deal in place already and i think that broncos pick was for the packers we're gonna see if that's what that what happens I think they're waiting until June so his salary cap number goes way his dead cap number goes way down. Yeah, I could I could buy that. I could buy that because at the same time you can also just swap out the cornerbacks. Like you you take Eric Stokes and ship yeah. him over to Denver and then take Patrick Sertan and and take him over to uh Green Bay, yeah, okay, I'm I'm down with that. Oh, I don't know that you're swapping cornerbacks. I think they're probably, both. maybe not, but but maybe you get both. Why, why would you if you're the Packers? Why would you give up anything other than Rodgers? I mean, it's a valid point. It's a very valuable. Don't you point. give up anything other than him? This isn't a situation where where you're getting Rodgers and my first round pick for your first round pick. No, 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 no. You're getting Rodgers, and I'm getting this year's first round pick, which was Sertan, and I'm getting the next two first round picks you got. Yeah, I could get down with that. I could. Which down you with have that. to assume are going to be late twenties. Oh yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Andrew Shirey says they could have done the same with the 49ers, but they turned them down immediately, probably because they're in the NFC. Yeah, I think I think yeah. they've made a big deal about not this is this is where Bill Belichick is better at trading than everybody else. He just does not care who he's trading to if he's taking the best deal. Yeah. Because he just doesn't care that I'm making my opponents better because he knows if I'm sending them a player, I know everything there is to know about that player. And so I feel confident that I can beat them if I'm winning the deal. Yeah. Just get the best deal you can and forget about who the hell you're sending them to. Yeah, I mean that, that's what the Cowboys did, right? Yeah. And I also don't I don't understand this concept of if you're doing that and you're the Packers, you have to think you're you're not in rebuilding mode immediately, but you're not in like win the Super Bowl next year with Jordan Love, right? No, absolutely not. If if Jordan Love is the starter, Rodgers might not play another four or five years. So send him, get the best deal you can get, send him on his merry way. And and then because yeah they could have done that with the 49ers taking that third overall pick they could have sold that pick for two more first round picks and then boom bang bing you're doing the exact same thing I, I don't hey, I don't know why they didn't do I, it I have so we're looking at this from from one perspective only let's look at it from the complete opposite side if you're the Packers and you want to keep Aaron Rodgers because the majority of the the Packers fan base is on Aaron Rodgers' side right okay if you are the Packers and you want to keep Aaron Rodgers. How quick are you to to fire Brian uh, Gutekunst or whatever his name is, the the GM? The fan base is not going to do that. And the Packers are not owned by one individual like an owner where you can just kind of target that owner and and get him to do whatever the hell you want, okay? Rodgers has made it clear I'm not happy with anyone in the front office, which means he has to be the CEO as well, all right, who's running the organization. I don't know that that helps. 
And then let me tell you something else about Packer fans, because I'm friends with a lot of them. The day, the day Brett Favre walked out of there, they were instantly, some of them were Brett guys and some of them were Rogers guys during that whole thing. The second he walked out the room, they were all Rogers guys. Oh yeah. The second Aaron Rodgers is dealt to Denver or wherever he goes, that, that there'll be there'll be a week of mourning, and then there'll be Jordan Love guys because that's what they do. They love that team, which is what you should do, by the way. That's the right thing to do as a franchise and a fan. Yeah, I agree with you. You love the uniform. You can love the player. That's fine. But you're not moving teams and allegiances. You're you're staying in that Packer green. You're staying in Lambeau. So. So you will all be Jordan Love stands uh, going forward, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So you know, and it's going to suck, and you're not going to like it. But at the same time, it might be it better is. for the long haul. You never yeah. know. Anyway, <laughs> we got two more topics we're going to hit. Uh, let's go on and start off with this one: LeBron James. Now, obviously, we don't talk a lot of NBA on here, um, but the rule has changed over the last. Two seasons, right? And so when they had the the strange bubble year, they said, all right, well, we're going to do a playoff play-in. So the 10 seed is going to face off against the 7 seed in one game to see who actually makes the playoffs. And the 8 seed is going to face off against the 9 seed to see who makes the playoffs as the lower-seeded team, right? Yep. And that, you know, it just kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Like anybody that's a big NBA fan initially was, eh, this seems a little weird, but then it was like, ah, you know, we get a meaningful game at the end of the season. This is great. You know, wild card, whatever. And LeBron James... Is it a one-game play-in? Yes, a one-game play-in. Like baseball? I I believe so. So I think I'm going to grow to love this, by the way, because I was very anti it with baseball, and then I saw the product, and I thought, holy shit, one game for all the marbles? Man, it's amazing. Um. Uh, you know what, last year, okay, so I don't know if it switched uh, this year, but last year it was if uh, the the higher-seeded team, if they won one game, then they, they make it. The yeah. lower-seeded well, team had to win two. Worked. That's how yeah. baseball worked. I know that baseball changed it. I'm not worried about baseball. I know baseball's rules. I want to stick to basketball. Let's see. So the way that this works this year, the, the State Farm play-in tournament starts May 18th. Uh, so when they the call ninth, it a tournament, that's why I wish that – that's why I was curious of if this is like multiple game series. Um, Let's see. Up, oh, No, no, no. It's, it, it's, well, I no, would say this. this it switched. It, it switched from it last season. Good. So okay. it is switched from last season. Uh, number seven plays against number eight, and the winner gets to be the seven seed. The loser of the seven-eight game gets to play against the winner of the ninth versus tenth place, and the winner of nine-ten uh, – plays against the loser of 7-8, and that winner of that game gets to be the 8-seed. Yeah. It's, but it's one it's game. Weird. It's, oh, what I'm asking, one game series, right? One game. Uh, Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm going to like it. It's going to be awesome. So I, I'm, I'm okay with this. However, okay with this. LeBron James, who was all a fan of this last year, who had a tweet and came out and said, like, hey, you know, we got all these teams that are right there on the edge. You know, just do like a five-game series. Let these teams have at it. The Grizzlies and the Blazers and, you know, the Suns and whoever. Do a tournament with that bunch, and then whoever wins that little play-in, they get to be the the eight seed. And, of course, when the Lakers were the one seed, LeBron was all about that. Oh, that's great. Let them play in. Let them have it. And this year, now that the Lakers are kind of falling apart, they at last I saw they were the fifth-place team. They lost to the Raptors last night. LeBron comes out afterwards and says, Whoever came up with this shit needs to be fired. 
Now, calling for somebody's job, <laughs> which is unbelievable to hear this because this guy, everybody takes, I say everybody, these, these national sports media conglomerates take everything that LeBron James says and ride with it like it is the absolute truth. Like it is yep. all fact that this is what it's we need to pay attention to. It's all gospel. And, and yet, he is just as likely to switch what he thinks should happen based on his circumstance as anybody else. And it, it cracked me up. When you brought this up to me today and said, hey, you think maybe we should hit LeBron? I was like, you know what? Absolutely. Because I used to like LeBron a lot back, it yeah. felt like 10 years ago. And, and then social media got involved. And I, I'm not a big LeBron fan. Like, I just I can't get with it because he wants to talk so much about stuff that doesn't matter, and it drives me insane. Well, some of the stuff he talks about, it does matter. Oh, it, but yes. He's, but he's either grossly misinformed or he says things that are just as dangerous as the other side. And, and he doesn't, yes. and, but he's not held to the same standard. So, right. I look, look, I, I love LeBron, and, and LeBron's a great player, and, and that's fine. What do I always ask for on all these guys? I just ask for consistency in the way you think about things. And if you change, if you flip flop, it's okay to evolve your opinion about something. Over time, that's perfectly allowable. Nothing wrong with that. The issue is, is I need to know the new information that came in. And if it's, this didn't affect me before and now it might affect me. And so I liked it then and I don't like it now. Yeah. See, that doesn't work. You can't do that. And and I, and I'm not going to, I appreciate you sharing your opinion, LeBron. I don't give a damn. I don't care because you can't make rules based on if it's right for you or not. It has to be, is it the right thing to do or not? Is it the best for the league or not? That's all that should matter. And if it was right in October, then it has to be right today in May. That's just it. That's just how this works. And I love when millionaires, people who will never have to worry about money the rest of their life, like close to billionaires, he might be a billionaire by now, are calling for other people to lose their job. And and even if he said it jokingly, uh, whoever came up with this should be fired. Even if he's just doing a joke because he hasn't put a name with, the, or hasn't put a face with that job title. Um, regardless, you are saying something that somebody at the NBA might look at and say, eh, you know, I mean, LeBron did say like, man, it, why did you, what, what are you thinking? You know? Like, yeah. this is, it, it's pretty serious stuff well, when you somebody, start calling for somebody's listen, job. Just because we don't know the name of that person doesn't mean that somebody in the NBA office don't know his name. I exactly. bet you LeBron does know his name. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just so, think that's, I just think that's unwise. I think it's dangerous. And I don't like the rules are good for you, but not good for me. I don't like that mentality. You know, that drives me insane. You know, I, I will, I will absolutely believe if something is the right thing to do it does not matter if it affects me positively or negatively i just i just can't sleep at night not knowing right is right and wrong is wrong and it doesn't matter how it affects me yes okay yes just i doesn't. agree with you uh ryan johnson jumped into the chat he said rogers to the broncos question mark uh we just spent a whole 20 minutes yeah, on it, say, so. you're, you're about seven minutes late <laughs> just go ahead and, and rewind or uh or listen to the <laughs> podcast after and you'll be able to hear our thoughts on on that whole Sorry, situation man. um Let's close out with the Kentucky Derby. I, I turned it on for uh, for the most exciting two minutes in sports, I think is what they called it. Yep. And and it, it is exciting. It's it's great. Uh, what was the guy's name? Medina Spirit uh, yep. won as a 12-to-1 favorite, or 12-to-1 uh, uh, 
odds, whatever. I, I got to tell you, I don't always, like, I love the pageantry. I love the tradition and all that. I don't get how people can study this. Like, our buddy Chris Felica is knee-deep on the ponies, right? Like, he's all in on this. I have never been able to get into it. Now, it was, so it was an, great to see uncle, fans. I had an uncle like, growing up that, like, when I was young and first started, like, starting to drive, like, used to give me money to drive him over to the dog track over West Memphis. And I used to be like, you're watching the dogs? And he was like, oh, hell no. I wouldn't bet one fucking nickel on a fucking dog. <laughs> so I'm betting the horses. And he'd watch the horses. And I had no idea what he was doing. I'd just sit next to him, and he'd give me popcorn and peanuts and Coke. And I'd just, well, whatever. Okay. I did whatever he wanted. And I loved him. He was Uncle Ouija. He was the best. Um but like, I don't, I still to this day, I like watching horse racing. I love horse racing stories. The The story about Secretariat. Oh yeah. One of the best stories ever told. Like, like, but I've always got to be on the back end. I need the story to be completed. I need somebody to write it. I need somebody to put it out in the world for me to inhale it that way. I, I have no idea what I'm looking at or watching when I turn on the Kentucky Derby. But I like it. I just have no idea how to bet it. Um, so I listen to uh, the Tony Kornheiser show. That's like the one podcast that I'm religious about. And he, before all of the the Triple Crown races, he has a, a guy on to come talk about it. And uh, and and this year, it's one of the guys he has on all the time. His name's Andy Meyer. He this does this stuff for a living. Okay, talks about horse racing for a living. Um, been doing it for years. Worked the Washington Post, whatever. And Andy Myers picked this horse. And Andy Myers said from his mouth on Friday, this horse has never gotten past. So if he gets out front, there's a chance that it can win because he's so fast. He doesn't have closing speed, but if he gets out early, it's really hard to beat him. Nobody's ever passed him. And when he got out early, all I kept thinking, all I kept doing was hearing Andy Myers saying, if he gets out early and he gets out clean, nobody's catching him and nobody caught him. Nobody <laughs> caught him. I thought that was really cool, but I only know that it was only important to me because I heard this other guy who knows what the hell he's talking about. Tell me this story about this horse who's followed him. He's done all the work and he's put all this energy into it. And then he gave a four minute interview with a guy I like listening to. And, and I happened to hear it. And that's the only reason it mattered. If 29 <laughs> other horses would have won, I would have had nothing. I'd be like, oh, okay, great. Like, cool. I, that's, I do that's think fine. it's cool. I do think it's cool that, like, he, um, that, that we haven't had a double digit favorite win at the Kentucky Derby in a long time. Like, the favorites just usually come in. There's usually one or two horses that are getting terrible odds, and everybody's just pounding them because it's a surefire thing that one of those two horses are going to win. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this is this is pretty neat. This is cool. I also think it's neat that afterwards I found out this horse was bought for, like, what you could buy, like, a like a decent, like, mid-sized automobile for. It's, like, the cheapest, like, winning race horse along that, like, 35 <laughs> grand is what the owner paid for it. He just won the Kentucky Derby. That's that's a hell of a parlay, right? I, I would I would say so. Um, the owner, uh, let's see, who is who's the actual, or not the owner, the trainer, uh, the Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert. Yeah, Bob Baffert. And he's, what is that, seven, uh, is seven, seven wins? Th- listen, now, this is a... 
He's he's under a little bit of scrutiny though, because Baffert had a horse, like he's had two or three horses like get kicked out of races recently for for doping. Um I listen to Pat Forty talk about of course Pat Forty's from Louisville and Pat Forty covers the Derby and all this stuff. Baffert said he kind of Forty made it sound a little bit like he's talking about college football. In, the, in college basketball, and he's like, oh, I don't know if he's doping all his horses, and I don't know if all the trainers are doping all their horses, but, you know, uh, his last horse that he got suspended for and got the win taken away in Arkansas actually just got overturned, seeing that it was a false positive, and, and so he wasn't suspended for this race and, and whatever. Um, I do think there's a little bit of college football, college basketball, everybody is out here shooting their horses up with stuff. And so <laughs> if one guy's better at it than the other guy, I don't like it, but it, if they're all doing it, it's, I don't know, man. Cause I, I used to hate that with baseball. Like, well, everybody's doing it. Yeah, but not everybody's doing it. And so if you're not willing to marry yourself to steroids, then you can't be a pro. Like I hated that. So I kind of, I guess I need to hate this to be consistent with that. But anyway, neither here nor there. We don't know. This horse passes drug test. So, so far, it, it so far, look like, it seems clean. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. look like it was a, it was a, it was a baited, uh, a bad, a bad win. And the, the uh, last uh, suspension, by the way, was, uh, was July of last year. So less yeah. than a year ago. Uh, yeah, triple crown trainer suspended. That was it. That was the Arkansas race, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, horses they, tested positive for banned substance. It was lidocaine, which is a numbing agent. Um, and two of the horses weird. tested positive. So that's weird, right? Like, what does the numbing agent do? Uh, it makes it where they they can't feel pain when they're running. But so, why would that matter? Like, don't they hit them in the ass with that thing anyway to make them go faster? Uh, you would think so. You don't want them that to be numb. You want them to feel it and get up and go, right? Like, yeah, that's weird. But you, I don't understand. Look, I don't understand any of this shit. I love horses. I think they're the most <laughs> majestic animal out there. I I I think watching horses that were born to run run is the definition of poetry emotion. I, yes. I just find it fascinating. I could sit all day long at a track and just watch a horse run. It didn't need a ride. It just let it run. I, I could watch it all day long and just be mesmerized by it. I, they're huge, powerful creatures that are really, really cool to me. Hey, Taylor jumped in. He said they can go faster because they don't feel pain in their legs. Like that's, that's oh. what the lidocaine does. I so. would think that if you don't feel your legs, like when my leg is asleep, I can't walk right. Like if you couldn't feel your foot hitting the ground, like wouldn't that make it harder to run? <laughs> I don't I don't think it's the feet. I think it's uh I think it's the the muscles and whatnot. So anyway, I, who I knows? Um I don't I I okay. I sure as hell don't know. I'm sure somebody out there is a veterinarian and a doctor and they all know. I don't know. Taylor Taylor said as a Kentuckian I could watch horse racing all day. Hundred percent. Um yeah. he said that he put a hundred dollars on highly motivated at ten to one. Uh, well, he, got he finished paid well. He finished top three in the five races prior to the Derby, finished a close second behind the Derby favorite. So, yep. um, it, interesting from uh, from Andrew Shirey, by the way. Uh, Schefter just tweeted about JOK. Do you see this? No. Uh-uh. Uh, JOK had a heart issue that showed up late, which is why he fell. The Cleveland doctors cleared him, though. So I, I, think, I think he'll be just fine. I think he's going to be just fine as well. I think he's going to be a yep. monster. And I hope he has a chip the size of Ohio on his shoulder. Oh, I'm sure he will. He he reminds me a lot of Isaiah Simmons. Uh, yes. he, he's kind of a tweener, you know. Yes, but so, he is he is fast and he oh, is elite. I mean, electric. He's, he's a bulldog. He just, yeah, yeah, he's explosive. Yep. No, I think I think the Browns did very very well. Uh, Taylor said they can feel, but the soreness doesn't affect them. 
So, okay. interesting stuff. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. Is there anything that's, uh, that's broken that we need to discuss? Nope. Let's do nope. it then. All right. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you, Taylor, and uh, and everybody else that jumped in. Andrew, Franchise Fields, Ryan Johnson, etc. that jumped into the chat. We certainly appreciate all you hanging out with us today. Uh, go to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That would certainly help us out. And if you like today's show, tell a friend. Tell somebody about it. And if you didn't, just uh, act like it didn't happen. That's the easiest thing to do for sure. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast app you listen to. And I think that's going to do it. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com, or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.